What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 223, recorded today, June 6, 2019. We are on the eve, the eve, eve, eve of E3 2019. And of course, with me, I have got two of the most fantastic co-hosts, co-pilots around this virtual roundtable. Of course, I'm talking with Jesse Waldock and Marty Estes. But of course, before we start into all the news, we have to play that sweet, sweet music. So, Jesse, hit the button, would you? Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here with Nintendo Dads, and it's episode 233 on the Eve, 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 Eve of E3. And if you can't tell, we are super excited about all the news that's probably already been spoiled for us, but we're just in denial and we're not accepting it, right? Uh, Joining me on the show tonight, straight all the way from Ireland, and it's where it is currently, currently 4.30 in the freaking morning. Give him a hand, guys. For actually being able to wake up this early, it's Justin Masson. What is going on? I, 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 you know, it's tough to say if we're on the eve, eve of, of E3 or if we're already in the thick of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there, we, there's we've been already... a lot of um, what would you call these appetizers? Yeah, I think so. Like, I was, you know, today I was like, does it, when does E3 actually? I know, like, they have their own official kickoff date, but I mean, you know, we were on the heels of, of Stadia went through today, right? The announcement. Uh, obviously, we had the, the Pokemon Direct. Uh, we've had third parties and, and other conferences get out in front and have their own, you know, drops of, of trailers, kind of trying to get a, trying to kind of, I guess, um, stay away from the, the wake that is E3, right? They're trying to own their own messaging. But I mean, I would almost argue now that. E3 and all that news is almost a two-week cycle that uh, that has to Yeah, occur. I mean, you've got some folks who were spinning up before that, Yeah, like you said. Uh, not, that, not to take away from what that has been announced, because, of course, Pokemon no. and others are, are huge announcements. But, I, again, staying away from the big blockbuster yep. announcements, like Nintendo's yeah. week of... Yeah mic drops next week that we're hoping for uh speaking of week of mic drops guy who's dropping mics all the time or adjusting them it's jesse waldack i mean like this moving i was <laughs> i was actually just meaning like volume of mics. oh yeah and when i i don't know if it's if you're hearing it too but when i when i've turned on the music it will seem louder than normal so i don't know if it's in the stream too or just in my headset yeah, so uh, we got some feedback on the show last week, Jesse, that, uh, you know, on the YouTubes, nobody could hear you. And uh, we would just want to throw this out here that, uh, you know, when Windows updates like it do and it resets all your settings, you know, every six months, Mr. Waldeck cannot be held to blame for that. All he does <laughs> is push the button and turn on the machine. It's Microsoft that you should be heading toward with torches and pitchforks for ruining the audio quality of an otherwise solid show. Otherwise yeah. solid. So I, I made some, tw- uh, I think it sounded like the, uh, the audio version was fine. So it was just, just in the YouTube version. So I'm hoping things sound better today. And uh, I've kind of readjusted things over again. We'll see how it works. And uh, as a quick correction for Justin, this is episode two thirty three, not what I say. 23. <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> what does it really matter? You know, like when, you know, when you're a, you know, legacy podcast, like we are, when you're in the two hundreds, does it really matter anymore? Yeah. yeah I mean, when there's another podcast I listen to that, right? I'm sorry. What was that? It's like when you stop counting your birthdays, right? Yeah. Like, right. I mean, like I'm forever, on. I'm yeah. forever 29. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll be, you know, in the nursing home with parts falling off. Another, and podcast, like, I'm 29. Another podcast I listen to that is in the 600s. It's more often than not that they get the number wrong. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And, that's and fair. look, when you're, when you're a 600 episode old podcast, I, I guess you're afforded a few mistakes. Sure. And speaking of mistakes uh, or non-mistakes, let's get right mm-hmm. into the news tonight. Oh, we, got- we should. Yep. Justin, tell them who our news is brought to us by. Our news, of course, brought to us by our amazing folks over at patreon.com slash Nintendo dads who for just as little as a dollar a month help keep our lights on, help keep this content ad free and helps us pay all the bills associated with Jesse's sweet, sweet beard. Uh, so, uh, of course, I think we have some new Patreon we folks do. as well. We do. Who do we need Two to new patrons praise? this week? Uh, that we do want to shout out to and shout out. Uh, James Adams and RJ Kern. We want to thank you guys for hopping aboard the Patreon train. Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, as well as all of our, uh, in a lot of cases, incredibly longstanding patrons who have been, uh, patrons with us now for some, some of them years, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. of them multiple months. And we are very, very thankful for that. Uh, it would be remiss, uh, I, th- I think right here, if we didn't announce, or talk about a little bit about the monthly mayhem that's going on uh, through the Discord server that we have. Uh, monthly mayhem is our brand new, uh, I guess, play along series that we have. Uh, that's being done over there uh, on Discord by Drew DeFusco and uh, John Blanco. Last month was Cuphead. This month is Downwell. And uh, if you've not played Downwell, it's in the eShop right now, three bucks. You can get this and get in on the competition. And the, uh, what I love about this is that, um, let's just be frank, you don't have to be good at the game, right? Uh, you, you can be good at the game and win $15 in eShop credit each month. Or you can not be good at the game and do different tasks that are assigned to you through Monthly Mayhem and get your name in for the raffle which wins $10 in eShop cash a month. And so we want to say, again, congratulations to last month's winner, uh, Third Strongest Mole, who took home uh, Cuphead Gold. Y'all, like, if playing Cuphead is a superpower, Mole has it. Hmm. I mean, like, expert level, every achievement, S rank, ridiculous. I saw the cards, and that's crazy. Yeah, he won the uh, $50... And and you even get a point for just loading the game up and taking a picture. That's right. While I'm not eligible to win, I I, I have my point. And that's, that's probably right. all I'm going to get. That's right. Because that's uh, also winning the $10 last month was, ironically, John Blanco. Hmm. <laughs> we may need to uh, check those rules, Justin. Uh, but also, uh, we draw each month for $25 just to one of you lucky patrons. And so all you have to do is be a dollar patron or higher, and you can win $25 uh, in eShop credit for from us uh, for this, uh, just just for being awesome. And Justin, 
Mm-hmm. Great time here to mention. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple of giveaways, right, during E3 week for we our are. patrons. We are. We have the Nintendo Dads game vouchers uh, that we're going Not to be confused with Nintendo vouchers. No, exactly. It's like, it's like the Nintendo ones just with the dad in front of it or, uh, but essentially what it is, it is a voucher for a game that you want. So if you're a Patreon uh, supporter. And again, for as little as a dollar a month, you can be, uh, you get to be uh, added in this draw. And what it is, is we basically will say whatever game you want, uh, we will purchase it for you. So maybe it's a, uh, uh, Pokemon, one of the Pokemon games. Well, it's not out right now, Justin. Well, here you go. Here's a voucher. When it comes out, let us know, and we will redeem that for you, and we will send you the code. Um, we had some conversations, actually, with our folks over at Patreon, and we thought, hey, we could uh, we could just get you, you know, uh, Super Mario Maker, which obviously people want, but people, some people say, hey, I've already pre-ordered it, or I'm not interested in, in it, so why don't we use this voucher program? So we're going to do a vouchers, um, which I think is a great opportunity for the community to choose exactly what they want and, and play on that as well. So we're going to be giving a couple of those away during E3, and, and again, that is a big thanks to our, our folks over at Patreon.com. And so how will, they, how will people find out information about this um, we, I will say stay tuned to our Twitter feed. And if you were on Patreon, check out the announcements in the posts on Patreon. That is how you're going to find out about that. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, keep it locked here during E3 week and you could win a free game. Absolutely. Or two. Well, no, you can't win two because once you win once, I, j- I just need to move on. Yeah. It's, it's time. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about news, right? All right. Uh, so this week, was Pokemon Direct, and I know I did, if you are a fan, Uh-oh. you probably feel a lot like Justin Masson did this week. Uh, it's like, shut up with the Pokemon and let's get on to other stuff. Well, we can't because last week it was the big news. This week it's the big news. Uh, this week was a 15-minute Pokemon Direct that dropped on Tuesday morning or Tuesday-ish worldwide. Uh, showing off lots of new information about Pokemon Sword and Shield, including brand new Pokemon, um, the Dynamax system, uh, stuff in the region, as well as release date, and uh, also uh, legendaries, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, And so let's talk and just kind of dive into this. Justin, you did a fantastic video mm-hmm. uh, follow up. It's and it's it's definitely stirred the hornet's nest a little bit. Um, would it be fair to say, just for all of our listeners, maybe that are not familiar with Wobble Puffet and you know yep. when Sun and Moon came out and all those Wobble things? Puffet? Wobble Puffet. There it is. Um, mm-hmm. Would it be fair to say that you are not a Pokemon fan? Yeah, I mean. I think I, I am. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I missed the whole Pokemon craze back in the '90s. I was. I kind of passed that. So it, it's never been like like it's. I know of it. It's, it's. I've played some of the games, but I'm not a. I'm not a rabid fan. Like I'm not like. I. I don't know their names. I think they're all names that are made up of scra- from Scrabble pieces. Like it's just a bit ridiculous. It's um, getting. I feel like it is right. I'm. You know, I enjoyed playing Let's Go with my daughter, and um, you know. We'll, so- yeah. Did you finish Let's Go? No, we haven't. It's it's where we're going at her pace. Going at her pace, right? right. So she have wants you to play ever it, finished a Pokemon game? No, me no, either. No, Jesse, I, how many I Pokemon games won't. have you finished? Define finish because there's you talk about just get becoming champion beat, or actually you doing, beat the Elite Four or the Elite Six or the Elite Elites. Right. So you, 
you get, you get okay. So I know there's one, post-game content. See, Gen one, Gen two, Gen four, Gen seven. Then let's go. You're missing some gins in there. Yeah, I skipped three because I never owned a GBA until after DS came out. I skipped Gen five because I played the hell out of four, and it was just burned out. I tried. I tr- I bought I bought uh, X and Y, but the it was the pacing was lopsided, so I didn't get past the, the second gym. I and then I played seven. I gotcha. So uh, again, for those of you who are in homekeeping score, this is Gen eight. eight. This is Gen eight uh, because a, a new generation starts every time there are new starters. Correct. Yes. Okay. And I know for some that is very rudimentary information, but for a lot of people that five uh, Jen Lawrence, Marty's uh, you know, then so we, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> then they don't they don't know what we're talking about. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. So let's it, let's break it, down this. Yeah, it used direct. to be one generation per hardware cycle, and starting with. Starting with the DS, they started going two generations per system. Yeah, well, because it started making a butt ton of money right. as well. <laughs> uh, so let, let's break down this this whole direct uh, and get right into some of the news, uh, bigger bigger news items. Uh, the first thing that, that happened in the direct was we were greeted by the uh, CEO or president of the Pokemon company who basically said that we would be uh, seeing lots of new info, uh, and they were happy to show it, and they were, they were broadcasting this direct from inside their offices at Game Freak and blah, 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 blah. From there, we moved on to showing off uh, one, two, three, four new Pokemon, as well as the evolution of one of those Pokemon, which uh, did, did either of you guys find that it was very strange that we got an evolution for just a, a, one of the Pokemon, random Pokemon, before we got any evolution information for the starters? A little bit. So, I I had I, one of my predictions was that we, we would not see starter evolutions until during Treehouse time. So, yeah. that still po- is possibly to be true. You know, the, with this game being so far away, I feel like there's still things that they're trying to save back. Right. Yeah. Uh, when when Sun and Moon like shoot their load again, shoot. I've I I didn't play Pokemon on the Game Boy. Um, I didn't I didn't really pick it up until like the the re releases, I guess Leaf Green and 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 all that. What when did like when Sun and Moon came out, and I was really involved in in like all the news with that. How how long before release date did we see starter evolutions? I think around E3-ish, maybe if not a little before. So that was announced, I think, in January of that year. Right. So the pattern holds. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, don't... I I wouldn't say don't get your hopes up too much, but I definitely think that we will see Pokemon during the Treehouse because they're going to try to fill up three days. Well, and I I mean, I would say it's a little bit bearing the lead, but Nintendo came out today and said that the Pokemon will be playable at the flo- at the show floor. Oh, so, so yeah, so we'll know. We'll know. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see a lot more there for yeah. sure. So one of the first things, uh, let's, let's just run over these Pokemon 
that were revealed. There was a sheep Pokemon named Wooloo that was shown off. Woo-hoo. Uh, no, oh, so it's bad. not the song by Blur. It's Woo Lou. It appears to be a pretty rudimentary Pokemon, easy to find. Uh, then shown off was the flowering Pokemon Gossifleur, uh, which evolves into Eldegoss. These aren't even real words. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, which is the Cotton Bloom Pokemon. Both of those are grass type. Uh, the one that stuck out to me, these last two were the ones that I really, really liked the most. Uh, Dreadnaw, mm. uh, which is this very angular tortoise looking Pokemon, uh, mm-hmm. is a water rock type, but he's called the, you can't make this up, the bite Pokemon. Bite. bite he's Pokemon. a bite type. Yeah. That was uh, even listed in a slower third. So it's, yeah, it, bite, it, bite it's from the source. And then <laughs> I really love the design of this, this one, uh, Corviknight. Who is a Raven Pokemon, Flying Steel type, and Corviknight can be used in the game not just as one of your fighting Pokemon, uh, but it can be used for fast travel between cities that you have already discovered. Uh, and it seems to me that there was that that was in there for a reason, and the emphasis was kind of put on that to say, hey, this is going to be there's it's going to be kind of a big area in this game. Yeah, and I think you're, you're going to need to fast travel. Right, and, yeah, and, and think, kind of a side way of saying that uh, no HMs again, which is good. Yeah. And they definitely highlighted that with the wild areas, right? They kind of said between yeah. the cities, there's the wild areas, right? So, and I think that the wild areas definitely will give you the opportunity. And, and just again, knowing my deep, deep Pokemon lore, um, will give you the opportunity. Right? There's a Poka, Pika, Pikachu, I choose you. Although, in all fairness, just side note, I did go see Detective Pikachu over the weekend with the kids. It was hilarious, and I enjoyed it. Um, so I suspect that instead of, you know, so you, you can walk through the wild area, and that's where that's where random encounters appear to be off. I, I shouldn't say random encounters appear to be off. You appear to be able to see the Pokemon yes. as opposed to just having the random encounters. So I think that's a good opportunity to potentially farm what you need to, but the bird that flies will be a fast travel between cities so that you yeah. don't have to do that if you don't want to. The other thing I do want to say before we get into this, and I know people are like, oh, you had a reaction video, and it was kind of, you know, underhyped. Here's one thing I do want to say that I definitely got a lot of feelings about was they leaned heavily into Breath of the Wild, um, like trying to stir those memories for you. Yeah. There were some one shots of, that were one of the very audio tracks breath- was had the piano. Yeah, yeah they, there was an audio track to it. There's some there were some actual shots like um, of Bre- like almost Breath of the Wild shots that you probably could have seen like wait a second that looks like so they definitely took either an artistic style or a licensing or tried to be inspired by it so i thought that was a very interesting statement and then i think with the change of the camera being a bit more of a of a free-flowing camera i think that also indicates that they're making some changes so i know this isn't the huge move forward that i think pokemon fans you know especially diehard fans like myself have wanted, uh, but I do think that uh, I think that this is definitely a movement forward for the Pokemon Company. Yeah, so I wanted to, to mention something. That I don't. I, I just want to ask if you guys noticed this in that wild area, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's really the next big thing that was revealed during that trailer. Um, one of the criticisms uh, back in February, when when Sword and Shield was was revealed, you know, was that we had had Let's Go 
and it had felt very much like an alive world, you know, with Pokemon moving around in the field and that you, you know, they were following you and they could see you, you know, you could see people w- interacting with their Pokemon. Uh, whereas like in the DS games and 3DS games, it was just like you running around a town and then you'd run through some grass and throw a ball and then you'd go to a new town and run through some grass and throw a ball. And that's why I never finished them, you know? Um, but this wild area, I think, uh, was really like, I, I think you can tell this was really where they've been spending their development time. Right. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. uh, again, the Pokemon that spawn and you can see them on the map based on location and weather, uh, different Pokemon can spawn in the same area. Um, and as Justin already mentioned, you know, there's a free movement camera system here that allows you to look around the world. And I think, I feel like that's so much more immersive than what we're getting. But keep in mind too, that the, the distinction is very much being drawn between the fact that you're in the wild area and you can move the camera around and you can, you know, you can go anywhere you want to, but when you get to that town, you're yeah, going to be, back. you're going to be perspective yeah. fixed. You know, when you get to that location, uh, it's going back to that. This is the way we want you to see it, and, not you're and going he, to see it any way you want to. Yeah, and here's the thing that I wouldn't be sh- too shocked about, and I wonder, I wonder where. So there's two thoughts of mine: is I wonder what lessons or what mechanics have been brought over, or if any have been brought over from Let's Go into this game, right? Because I think that you know, especially when I was playing here with my daughter, playing Let's Go, it was really accessible. Right. It was really easy to use. Um, you could see the Pokemon, right? We were able to avoid them. So obviously that's not there, but like, how are we, how are we making that accessible? I think the other thing is that we've heard from mature gamers who grew up with Pokemon that they want this kind of breath of the wild experience, right? We've this kind of free flowing, a little bit more gritty, more, more, but at the same time, they also have to stay formulaic to what works, right? Like they can't, Pokemon is such a big um, enterprise and such a big franchise that they can't kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. So how do you slowly integrate or make some of those changes? Well, I think you have a situation where when you're in the towns, it's just like you just like every other Pokemon game that you've played before. Right. Very, you know, you know what to expect. But when you're in the wild area and I'm going to steal someone here in the in the chat here said breath of the wild area. But when you're in the wild area, we're going to try a new approach. Do you know what I mean? So that it's not changing the entire structure of the game in one movement, but rather making small iterations to eventually move them to a spot where potentially like two generations from now, it's all using the, the breath of wild esque kind of free flowing ways. So I thought that was, I thought it was very interesting to kind of see how that goes. Um, but that was kind of just my observations. Yeah, as a, so as one of the things I noticed and I, I kind of started talking about something else and went away from this was, did anybody of you guys notice in the uh, in the trailer or in the direct that it, it, they showed a couple of times something that looked like a camera frame or like a lens moving over things where you could take pictures? Yeah, I think I saw that a few times. I I just kind of wonder if part of the wild area is you know there's been a lot of people asking for a new Pokemon Snap. Mm. And I wonder if it's, you know, like taking a cue from Breath of the Wild, you're able to actually go out and snap some photos while you're out there as well. Because I, I just thought, like, if it showed up one time, you can chalk it up to a cutscene, right? But it actually showed up more than once in the in the trailer. Mm. And so I, I'm 
maybe again, it's one of those mechanics and they show it and they let people speculate about it. And, Oh, we're going to talk about it later. That's interesting. Yeah. So I I, personally, I think, I I mean, I think that's a, would be a smart choice because you've got people who are asking for that. And now you can put that functionality into your new game. You don't necessarily have to develop a Pokemon snap to, this is like, Oh, you go out in the wild area and takes pictures, kid. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, I'm like, and for those of you who have watched my video, my reaction video, right? It was a, it was a bit of also a counter to internet culture a little bit as well around, around these type of things, right? But I do think it's interesting. I find the setting compelling, right? The UK or Europe or whatever you want to call it. I mean, obviously, having lived here now for a couple of years, there's definitely like this, oh, yeah, that feels very, you know, European or UK esque. So I, I enjoy that. Um, but I am interested in the game and I think the kids are going to love it. Right. Like the kids, like my kids are going to love this stuff. It's, it's great. Um, you know, it looks like there's more customization in some ways and the Pokemon look great. It looks like it's an open world that they can explore and have fun. So, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's like, here's the thing. It's exactly what you expect it to be. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like when you go into like a fast food restaurant and you order something, you're like, I know exactly what it's going to be. It's, I know what it's going to taste like, like there's no surprise here. And I think that's that's a little bit of the, I think, maybe the disappointment, right? Like, you're getting the reveal, and, like, we all know we're going to these things. We're going to find out what the starters are and all this. But there's, like, it's it's formulaic. You know, it's burger, it's bun, it's cheese. And that's what you're going to get. And it's good. It's successful. Everyone enjoys it. But I think something like Pokemon Let's Go took a risk. And I think that's why it was it was, it was successful. I think that's why it was different. I guess it was kind of like, you know, baby's first Pokemon or whatever it was. But I think it was I think it was worth taking the taking the taking – the, taking the different approach, right? Like, you know, fast forward the clock from two years from now, we're gonna have the same conversation again, but it's going to be about some different region that is a knockoff of a country with three star- starters. We know they're going to be the exact same starters types. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all the same thing. It's, it's almost cut and paste numbers. Um, but it does incredibly well and I will buy the game and all of us will buy the game and we're going to talk about it for weeks. Sure. Um, but I mean, it, you know, again, if it's it's paint by numbers in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, just like yeah, you know, similar series like Dragon Quest, where yes. one of its biggest uh, complaints are every game is like the other. But on the other hand, of the the fans, the biggest compliment they give is every game is like the other. So, you know, right. like Final Fantasy can't say because they always try to change things up. Sometimes for the good, best, usually not so much. It's the very like it's the very same people who are complaining about like Pokemon's all the same, Pokemon, you know, it's the same thing. There's a team, there's they're trying to take over the world, blah, 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 blah. Are the same people that when they do let's go are like that style where like, you can't touch my turn based battles. Yeah. I, I don't you, you better not take those away. You know, and and I'm not saying I'm not trying to vilify those people. It's just like there's got to be a place at some point for progress to happen. And well, so I, I love the way yeah, that you've put it. I don't it, think Dustin. it's the same people making those, those arguments. It's just, you know, two both vocally it's the same, opposing okay, polls of the it, same argument. It's the same community. Yeah. It's the same community. Uh, but I, I really like the way you framed it, Justin, in that there is, there, there is a familiarity here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like let, let's illustrate it this way. Like, you know what a hamburger tastes like. Yep. And so you can go to Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever and get a hamburger. Uh, but then there's this restaurant over here that makes a hamburger, but they're trying something new with it. Right. It's still a hamburger, yeah. but it's 
like a great example would be, I remember a few years ago when like Hardee's started putting hamburgers on lettuce and trying to be healthy. And it's mm. like, we don't have a bun. We have lettuce. It's still a hamburger, but we're trying, we're charting new territory. So Sword and Shield is giving them the opportunity to put out something that is very familiar. Yeah. They're, they're, you're getting the hamburger. Yeah. But you're also getting something different over here with the wild area. Yeah. So I can really appreciate that. Like I really, I can appreciate the, the forward thinking of that mm-hmm. in that because that's what everybody was saying they wanted. They wanted Breath of the Wild with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, this I, is your first step of that. Yeah. And I think they're delivering that. I mean, my, you know, I'm sitting here thinking of it. Pokemon, and I'm going to get vilified for saying this. Come on. I love so this. Don't at me. Oh, Pokemon, no, Adam. Pokemon is the Assassin's Creed. Of Nintendo. Oh, that is entirely fair. Yeah, I. Right? It is. Yeah, it I, is annualized. It is. It is paint by numbers. They will change one or two little things, and they will sell a epic ton of these things, and they're going to be grand. But you're never going to be completely shocked, torn down, because again, that's how they're having success. It's again, if I follow the right numbers and I change one little thing, it tastes a lot like a burger, but oh my gosh, there's cheese. This is money. <laughs> What's going this on? One has, this one has a sauce. This one has yeah. a potato on top. Yeah. I don't you know, know. And again, so yeah. I know I get it. Feel no, free that's to, totally, feel free that's to totally fair. But, I, but here's the thing though. It will sell and it's, a, it's a critically important for Nintendo's brand and it's a great introduction and I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play with my kids and they're going to choose one and, yeah. and, and it's going to be fun. Right. But I, I just like, you know, I don't know. I, just, I know that we won't see like actual numbers, and, but I know that Nintendo might make a, a comment, you know, about digital sales or anything, but I would, I would be very interested. I am very interested in seeing what the pre-order sales of this already are doing. Oh yeah, yeah, and and, the, and it's so it's gonna be one of the top ones already, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, the so, fact that it's on on handheld or our first, I think they're calling it the first home console one, right? Sure. Yeah, they've been. They, and they they've can had, get away with. Right? They've had the Pokemon games on GameCube and before, but that was a little line. more sides. Yeah, this is the first mainline. Yeah, so let's let's run down a few more of these uh, news items really quick for those who may have not been able to watch the direct or just want to uh, talk or about. Want to watch me? Want to watch me eat Doritos? Sponsored by yeah. Doritos. Hashtag not sponsored by Doritos. Head over to our YouTube channel and watch my underreaction. I, I, I am so it. surprised how well that video is doing. Yeah, well, it says Pokemon <laughs> and it's un, it says underreaction, so uh, people want to see that because it's. It's like watching a car crash. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, the biggest feature I think, other than uh, the the wild area that was revealed in this, is the Dynamax mode. This appears to be uh, the uh, Mega Evolution or Z Crystal uh, type thing for this game. This is something they're including in all mainline Pokemon now. Uh, Dynamax turns a Pokemon giant for three turns. Uh, already, the internet is speculating what happens if you use Dynamax on Wailord. Uh, <laughs> or yeah. Snorlax. I think yeah, Lord is the there that I'm not getting. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what it basically does is it powers up uh, learned moves for three turns. It also allows them to uh, to be, I guess, more defensive. It can be used once per battle, uh, and they they did confirm that gym leaders will use Dynamax Pokemon as well, like in your battle against Milo, uh, the Grass type leader. 
that uh, the gallery gyms they're not which I think uh, is an, again a nod to the European heritage of this game uh, with uh, having a stadium that's almost like a soccer stadium, right? Uh, they're large enough to allow for for Dynamax Pokemon to uh, to battle there, uh, but Dynamax Pokemon also figure into something called Max Raid Battles, uh, which are four player areas in the wild area that allow for raids. Thank you, Pokemon Go, uh, for adding this to the game, uh, where you'll be able to link up locally with friends or also online. Uh, and knowing Nintendo, it will probably be link up online with just a bunch of random people to go fight this Pokemon. Um, now they uh, did say, I, I will say to that, you know, again, uh, they did mention that you can do it local, right? So yeah. if you have four players around locally, that's great. They do mention the online component of it coordinating, but you know, to your point, that's questionable. Yeah. And one of one thing I did think that was interesting that they mentioned during this is that during the max raid battle, uh, you can use the Dynamax move, but only one player's Pokemon can become a Dynamax Pokemon for the entire battle. Yeah. yeah Whereas so what, the uh, the Pokemon you know, that that right. you're fighting is Dynamax the entire time. Right. So yeah, well, that, how are you going to coordinate that? Voice chat with the app, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hand signals, smoke signals. Uh, I don't know. Um. A couple of characters, supporting characters, were revealed for the game. Leon, who is the champion of the Galar region, who I guess is... Uh, Can we just say, he legitimately looks like he fell out of Macklemore's wardrobe. Yes. Do he wears I mean? his granddad's he, clothes. He went to the thrift shop, and that is what he's sporting. He is incredible. Uh, his younger brother, Leon, has a younger brother named Hop. Yeah, of course. that's really what his name. these rivals' names? They're awful. Well, at least it's not blue or red. Well, that big. We were talking about eight bit era Game Boy here, so like you know, that know. was they even still, in Japanese. They still, they're limited in they space. still named someone Professor Oak. They still could have gave him a name. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but uh, I, other, I forget what the kid in and Sun and Moon was, but that was awful too. Yeah, it was also like, a Ula, uh, Hugh. I don't know. Uh, professor Magnolia is the uh, professor for this region. She researches Dynamax along with her granddaughter, who has already inspired legions of fan art. Sonia. Yeah, that's the, that's the waifu of the generation. Yep. 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 Uh, also at the very end of the trailer, legendary Pokemon were revealed uh, pertaining to the versions, sun, uh, sword and shield, uh, Zacian and Zamazenta. Zacian is a wolf with a sword in its mouth. And Zamazenta is a wolf who has poked his head through a shield and is now stuck. Yeah, this is yeah, this exactly. <laughs> this is your this is your animal who's now doesn't know what to do with their head. Um, could those could those names get any more ridiculous? Justin, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you back up right here because those are good boys. They are very good boys, and you need to be careful. What? Those doggos. They are legendary, majestic Pokemon doggos, and they are very good boys. <laughs> even it's, even it's, if they have gotten their head stuck in the screen door shield and they can't get it out. It's scrabble, it's scrabble. It's ridiculous. Zamazenta. I am team Zamazenta. I'm getting shield. I, that's I that's the one I want. Of course, my son sees that and he's immediately like, it's a dog with a sword in its mouth. 
because he's, yeah. you know, it's 12 years old. He's, he's freaking out over that a dog can cut somebody sure. with a sword yeah. in its mouth. And so he's like, I'm team sword. I'm, I'm getting, I'm not getting anything but sword. So it, it worked. It did its job. But I, I do want to mention this there. D- Jesse resident Pokemon master here. This can't be all the legendaries, right? Isn't no, there were two. There's, there's usually generally three. three, you know, and a mythical. Okay. So I don't even know. I'm going to take a nap. So this is more, so, more to share. It's like, like Gen 1 had Zapdos, Articuno. Right. And, and uh, with Mew, you know, and, and Mewtwo as legendary, and then Mew as it's mythical. So, yeah. And, there's, and I mean, there's, even recently, like uh, Necrozma, Solgaleo, Lunar. Not even real words. I know they're not <laughs> words. I'm like, I just made up one of those just now. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know any different. I'd have no clue. I would believe that they are all real. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet? There it is. Uh, The reason I mention this is because on a, I guess, on the episode where we talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield when it was first revealed, it was, I believe that the episode's title was Pokemon Trebuchet. Uh, We talked about how there was a 4chan post that pretty much blew all of this right before the the direct came out. You know, it was. Mm -hmm. It was very, very close, and it mentioned uh, armored Pokemon, which we know that the trademark for armored Mewtwo has been filed in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the other things it talked about was a uh, a wooden horse Pokemon that was kind of like a Trojan horse. That's right. And and another, I can't remember what it was. Uh, there was another type. So I would think that those are probably in there, and they just haven't revealed those yet. I, yeah, I don't right. know. Um like I like you said, Justin, I'm gonna buy this. I've already pre-ordered it. In fact, I I, I pre-ordered uh let me back let me let me rewind here for just a minute. The, the game is available for pre-order right now. It's also available for pre-purchase digitally. So if you have Nintendo vouchers, you can use your Nintendo voucher on oh. that. Uh I actually looked, I looked yesterday and they weren't right yet. They're about to be. They're they, okay. they will be E three week, I'm sure. Um, because well, Marvel Ultimate Alliance isn't either. I bought vouchers today, and I was like, I'm going to go get Ultimate Alliance. Do, 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 do. Can't do it yet. Well, the thing is, but when you do a pre-purchase, you start a download. So right. they, have, they have to have a build ready to go at some right. point. Before. Yeah. So, so, so it'll probably be about, I'd say at least, my guess is probably two, three at the most months before launch, August, before they'll September. be pre-purchasable. Yeah. August, September, probably. Uh but anyway, you can use vouchers on that, but they're also available physical. And there's also a double pack, uh, which contains both versions that is available right now. And uh, as of airtime, I believe it was still available on Best Buy. It had been available on Amazon. Uh, that's where I got mine. And if you are in the, the European region, you get a really sweet steel book with this uh-huh. if you buy the double pack. In America, you just get shame and regret. America. That's yeah. That's what we have. So yeah, a lot of people uh, are hoping that the dual pack would be discounted to kind of nope. match what it would cost if you bought it with two vouchers. But nope, it's still you save two pennies. Yep, two whole cents. Uh, the the thing for me though with the double pack is my household wants one of each, so it makes sense for us to do it right. that way. So we're not going to use Nintendo vouchers on on Pokemon. It's going to be. Marvel Ultimate Alliance and probably Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, the release date of Pokemon Sword and Shield is November 15th, uh, which, by the way, we nailed right on. We believed it would be November 
uh, it, I, I didn't know the actual date when I said that, but, uh, Pokemon, when it comes out, usually releases right before black Friday so that people can run out yeah. and snap it up. Yeah. The, and the, so the week before black Friday. Yeah. So great timing. Uh, and sword and shield will be, uh, I predict selling lots of Nintendo switches this Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, going to be a lot of Nintendo switches. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say this too, that I don't think that we have seen, uh, all that they're planning yet. I fully believe there's going to be a bundle for this. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they oh, yeah. have to, there's going to, I think, and I don't think it's going to be just, here's a switch with regular joy cons and Pokemon. I think there's going to be some kind of dock design, something on the switch itself and maybe Pokemon colored joy cons. For sure. There's, I would really love it to be the blue and the red that they used in the, um, like black joy cons with blue and red colored buttons and sticks mm-hmm. like the, that they used for the versions and maybe have those dog head, uh, the sword and the shield logo on them. I think that would, those would look so slick, but I, I, I think that we'll see that. And the rumor is already stirring, of course, about the next direct, which I mean, when does it not now? Uh, right. August 31st for the next Pokemon direct. Yeah. Yeah. Would, I guess we kind of be like the go home direct before release. And, yeah. and that's probably the one where they'll say this is now available for pre-purchase. Right. And, and oh, and it's coming in a bundle as well. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. Justin, you can, uh, you can breathe a sigh of relief now. Let's, let's move on from some Pokemon news and let's talk E3. Uh, E3 is next week, and uh, let's just go ahead and announce this here. You're getting next week from us not one, but two podcasts, right? So mm-hmm. tell them about that. Yeah, so we will be doing a live show. Uh, well, we'll be doing a couple things, actually. So on the actual day of the Direct, we are, and Jesse, keep me honest here, we are doing a live reaction, correct? That's the plan. That's the plan. Jesse and I are definitely going to be connected to do it live. Uh, some of the other lads are out doing stuff, but we're going to be connecting and doing it live. So you can watch our reaction to it. Um, then that night, Tuesday night, we are going to have a podcast and we are going to be joined by Luke Lauren, Sean Capri live from E3, which who they will have just came from the Nintendo booth where they have an exclusive appointment. Uh, they are our Nintendo dad's representatives and they'll have been playing games. They're going to be playing Luigi's mansion and Pokemon and whatever else are announced. So they can tell us directly from the show floor, how that experience was. So that's gonna be great. So it's almost gonna be like the day that first day wrap up of uh, of E3, and then you're gonna get your our regular podcast that we do on Thursdays, uh, which will kind of be a final wrap up of the week plus everything that's in Treehouse. So you're getting double um, shows from us next week. Not a huge shock there, uh, and of course, lot, watch for potential live coverage as well of. Um, the uh, events on Saturday, which are the Poke- not a Pokemon, sorry, Smash, Splatoon, and Mario Maker information as well. I think we're going to be trying to do some coverage of that. We're not 100% sure how it's going to work, but keep us tuned to that. So yeah, lots I'll of Nintendo I'll, Dance coverage. I'll try to make, take the best notes that I can just watching things live. Yeah. A lot of those probably won't have a chance to rewatch it later. And yeah. then we'll go over what I wrote, what I jotted down during so one of the shows. Too long, didn't listen. Next week, Double Dads. Tuesday and Thursday with a live direct reaction as yep. well. So triple dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, let's run over for you guys who are listening. 
Uh, Nintendo's E3 schedule one last time. Of course, the Direct will be on June 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, that is going to be uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. 11 Central. Uh, 11 Central. Sorry about that. 11 Central. Uh, Nintendo Treehouse Live will begin directly after the uh, the digital event. That will go all day uh, or into the afternoon on the 11th. It will pick up again on the 12th at 9 Pacific. It will pick up again on June 13th at 9 Pacific. And for the first time on June 13th, uh, that uh, part of the treehouse all day will be indie-focused only, which is really interesting. Uh, I, I think that uh, I, t- I took that to mean that there are lots of indie releases coming down the pike that we need to watch out for. Yeah, I think it's almost like a little indie direct. And the other thing I would say for those of you that do not uh, have not played along at home on this one before, Nintendo, despite them putting a lot in their directs, typically will announce other other content during um, the Treehouse three days as well. So, um, like just Samus a- Returns and Sushi yeah. Strikers. Yeah, just randomly. Oh, and by the way, here's another game we're going to announce. And you're like, wait, why did you not talk about that before? So uh, don't be shocked if if, uh, yeah. if you hear more. Also during that week, uh, Nintendo Early Access will be at 80 Best Buy locations across the United States, which if you go and search for those on the Best Buy website, are pretty much guaranteed to not be anywhere near you, so you'll be good and disappointed. Just like me. The, the, one, the one in the entire Kansas City region is the one that's closest to my house. Right. Which means it's you need to be go play it. a madhouse. Yeah. So this this is only for one game, uh, which is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. They are really, really pushing this game, which why not? We're coming off Avengers Endgame. It's incredibly hot right now. Uh, it looks amazing. You'll be able to play this game at these 80 Best Buy locations on Wednesday, June 12th, and Saturday, June 15th. And you can check out BestBuy.com for uh, times for those and instructions on how to get to those events. Also, Nintendo New York is going to host events during that time. Uh, Viewing parties for the tournaments, Nintendo Direct and Treehouse Live. Hands-on demos for games featured at E3, which again, Justin, you said were Pokemon Sword and Shield, Luigi's Mansion, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And uh, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, and they also have here on their press release and more dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, I'm no- extremely jealous about the Link's Awakening. Yeah, noticing that Animal Crossing is not yet announced. Yep. I saw someone's tweet saying, that's funny how they spelled Animal Crossing with and more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about Animal Crossing here in a minute. Uh, Nintendo New York also is going to have the chance to receive exclusive premium items. And these events are free. Open on uh, open to, on a first come first serve basis to the public. You can go to Nintendo New York or NintendoNYC.com to find out more. Uh, the Warp Pipe Pass has also opened up for E3 uh, visitors. Uh, basically what this is is it's uh, a valid E3 uh, badge will allow you to move through the line more quickly. Uh, sign up started at 5 p.m. today, and by today we mean the day we're recording this, which is Thursday, June the 6th, uh, and will be available until the, the day before the date of the pass. You can get those at experience.nintendo.com. And last but not least, there's going to be an E3 eShop sale beginning on June 11th and going through June 18th, which will have select digital Nintendo Switch and 3DS games uh, on sale 
Uh, although, let me just couch that in this big defining term of don't expect much because Nintendo doesn't do great on sales. Yeah, they, they said the website to look for for more information is e3.nintendo.com slash sale, but going to that currently redirects back to the e3.nintendo.com, so the site isn't even up yet. The page Probably will up be yet. up on June 11th. Probably. Which means Hopefully. they're probably going to mention it during their direct. Hope not. That's Which, by the way, just to mention Cadence of Hyrule earlier and how they've kind of blown that, I have a feeling it might tie into that. Yeah, as we shout You can out. get it right now for a special introductory price of. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is I, I would expect you know if you're if you're a fan have your Switch nearby, right? Because they are going to shadow drop some games you may want to jump in on quickly. So um, yeah, yep. And that's all for E3 information. Speaking of dropping some new games, the uh, June 2019 Nintendo Switch Online NES games were revealed this week. Uh, these will be coming to us during E3 week. Am I right about that? Or yeah, I think it's the, 13th, yeah, the 12th. I think it's Wednesday, right? The 12th. These will be coming out during E3. Um, Double Dragon 2, Volleyball, and out of nowhere, City Connection, which is a game you probably have never played before. I think but I, I love this game. I think I played, a, played it when I was a kid, and I don't remember liking it. <laughs> Uh, in fact, I, I watched the video during their announcement trailer, and I'm like, that looks familiar, but i not a it, game. It is very I'm different. It's in. very unique. Uh, you are playing the role of a girl who is driving her Honda hatchback across the world, and it's full of paint spilling in the back. Paint and all it's over the spilling streets. paint, and you're trying to paint all the highways. So you're going to drive down these the, the roads, which are lines on the screen, and you're going to try to drive over every box so that you can paint those white and it will allow you to move on to the next level. While you're shooting school buses or something. <laughs> yeah, so so you'll have to dodge road hazards and school buses and all kinds of interesting things like that. I remember renting this game from my local video store and playing it when I was a kid. And so I'm really excited about it. Oh, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not interested in these games. Yeah, I think we. I, we. We. I think we played Double Dragon as part of the uh, uh, Retro Rewind once, and, and I got. I, I really have no interest in playing that again. So I'm not even sure I'm going to do a video this month. Like I've done one every month since. Fun fact: thing started. Double Dragon is the game that taught me the word simultaneous. Ooh. Because I remember it was advertised back in Nintendo Power back in the day. It was like, two players simultaneous play. And I was like, that's a really big word. What does that mean? So I had to go learn it. Well, because the first play, first game didn't do that. And a lot of people were upset because that was the whole point of the arcade. Right. Right. Also, uh, Justin, why don't you go over these new release rumors and uh, or new release dates and announcements? Because uh, sure. these are pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our friends over at Devolver Digital have a release date now for my friend Pedro, 
Pedro, which is actually available on June 20th. It's available on the eShop right now. You can check it out. And as I recall, if you do a pre-order right now or pre um, yeah, ordering for it, it's a 15% discount, I believe. Uh, presuming you have other Devolver Digital games. And by the way, you probably do because Devolver Digital does a lot of games. So make sure you check that out. Also, THQ has been making some announcements over the last several days over their Twitter account. Uh, and they have announced, for those of you that are uh, love... Uh, a pineapple under the sea, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom is coming back as a refresher remake, and that was a Nintendo um, GameCube game, and that's going to be, I don't know if we have an actual date on that, I think it's November. Um, and then they also announced Darksiders Genesis, which is coming to the Nintendo Switch also, and they're going to be making another announcement today, they said three games over three days, for another game that uh, THQ Nordic will be uh, putting out. Uh, TH Nordic has been, or THQ Nordic over the last several years has been buying up IPs and uh, um, kind of uh, intellect, um, game studios for the last little bit and have kind of built quite a suite of uh, games that they now have owned the rights to. So we're going to start seeing THQ Nordic again kind of really leverage that content so those are a couple of games that are that is going are going to be coming out in the near future as well so um if those are interesting to you you know keep tuned in for them as well yeah yeah so tons of stuff uh and then that's that's we're not even into e3 announcement time mm-hmm. and there's probably so, some other games that have been announced that i've just completely missed but those are the ones that yeah. stood up this last week yeah by the way uh the rumor is that nintendo's presentation on june 11th is going to be 45 minutes long <laughs> Wow. And that's from sources that are pretty reliable that have nailed direct times in the past. So uh, if that's the case, we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff. Or they're just going to give us 25 minutes of a talking dragon flying through the sky and call it Fire Emblem. There you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to lose my mind. Um, And If they they waste a bunch of time on Fire Emblem, will you please do another unmotivated... I, I can reaction, please. Uh, and the warp pipe, uh, the warp pipe is now available for people to register to play games. Yeah. The warp pass. So if you haven't done that, or you're going there. You may want to. That is that. correct. Hey, uh, we've got a couple of questions and uh, emails from our community. So let's discuss. Do shall it. We? All right. So over on Twitter, uh, friend of the show at Mecha Dragon 101 asks us this. What are some of your, you know, we talked a lot about our, our most favorite E3 moments. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to know what are, what are some of your least favorite E3 moments? Mm, least favorite. Okay. Um, anytime. Go ahead. So besides we music. Oh yeah. We, that music. was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> how God awful that one was. Um, I think, you know, this is just a general comment, but like, I find it super painful when they bring out like a celebrity for celebrity sake, who doesn't really know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, someone who, you know, go out there and warm up the crowd or get them excited and kind of, you know, use some buzzwords and, and like, you don't know the games. You don't, you, you just, you have a script that they're reading off of. Like some of those are just, are just cringeworthy. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, I think my least favorite was the time that, you know, they, oh my God, I don't know what else my least favorite would be. I was going to say when they spent a lot of time on Star Fox Zero a couple years ago, that was pretty painful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, like, yeah. And part of that was like, 
Let's show Miyamoto walking around a Japanese garden. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that is, yeah. is a bit a bit uh, cringy. So another one that can, comes to my mind is during the the last time Nintendo had a stage presence. Mm-hmm. They, I, I think, something that they wanted to announce fell through, so they had to find something else to talk about. So they spent way too much time talking about Nintendo Land. Mm, there you go. But but isn't that just the curse of the Wii U era? It, like we had something else we started wanted to that do. way and it finished had, that way. We had something else we wanted to do, but it didn't happen. So now we're going to spend way too much time on this other thing, 3ds. Right. Uh, anyway, I think one more thing that I have. <laughs> I was is... just waiting for Justin to say something there. Sure. What were you going to say, Jesse? Another thing where. Miyamoto was trying to demonstrate Skyward Sword, but he the the Wii Remote lost sync to his system, yes. and he blamed it on everyone's Wi-Fi. Turn off your Wi-Fi. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, Steve Jobs did that on stage too. Yeah, true. So there you go. We, uh, so it can happen. Yeah, that's why. And even on their Apple Apple events now. Everything's wired. Uh, they're wired into something. Even yeah. dem- the demos on an Apple Watch is wired in. So it's really awkward for them to try to do it on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me- Mecha Dragon also asked us this, and I love this question. Uh, do your kids watch your podcasts or videos, or do they, <laughs> or brag about them at school? Uh, I would say yes for brag about them at school uh so (laughs) in where we're living in ireland with my kids uh and their friends i'm sort of internet famous for them uh i'm the really cool dad that uh i think my kids actually think i work for nintendo or that my job is actually youtube videos um, I've been trying to tell them that's not why we're here. Um, but they, yeah, they, they, you know, I will have the kids being like, that was a really cool video you put up. And oh, hey, do you know how many followers you guys have? That's incredible. Oh, did you get more free stuff from Nintendo? That's inc- wow. So, uh, I think, <laughs> I think my kids think it's really cool. Um, and are happy to kind of, um, my, you know, my dad works with Nintendo or my dad does vid- uh, video games or so I think there's that. And, uh, and uh, you know, if there's a new video game, the kids are usually over at our place wanting to try it out first. Cause they know that I most likely have it. So yeah, it's um that's yeah. So my kids find it kind of cool, but that's, you know, I'm sure that'll pass soon as well. Yeah. My, my son's made a comment the other day about uh, <laughs> that. He had never, <laughs> he had never really met anyone famous except for you, dad. Sure. And yeah. I was like, son, I, okay. Like, I just let him have his moment. Like, okay. Yeah. I see. And this thing is, I don't let them have that moment. What I do is I tell them to stand in line and give me five euros and I will, I will sign my headshots for them. <laughs> You're starting them. I get it. You're starting the appreciation early. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, nope, if you, if your friends just want to line up there, that's fine. I will start selling, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll put I'll, your arm around them awkwardly and smile. Yeah, take, take my photo. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Please get off me, kid. Yeah, yeah right? Um, but no, I, I, in all seriousness, the only, the, the only thing that my, that my son says is, is kind of like your kids like, oh, we got something new. We got something new. Are we going to, is Nintendo going to send us that one? Mm-hmm. And then he'll like, 
he'll work it into conversations. <laughs> like, you know, my dad gets my dad gets games from Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> or my my dad my dad's on a podcast and and people at Nintendo listen or something like that. I'm like, son, yeah, yeah. dial it down, <laughs> dial it down. Yeah, you know, my son he hasn't done a lot of streaming lately since he set up the, his Switch and his Xbox in his room, so he's not down here playing games as much. But you know, he has pr- probably you know more subs than I do on my personal account. So mm-hmm. you know, he so he's familiar with you know what all is needed to be you know a, a YouTube streamer, and mm-hmm. so he has. I think he's he said he's mentioned to some of his friends that you know, that we have a podcast and talk Nintendo. And my girls really don't care. In fact, if I'm with my youngest one, if I mention the podcast, she's like, oh, no, not again. Because <laughs> it's really easy yeah. to, to uh, take my phone out and say, hey, this is what I do. You sure. know, I think I think I'm, I'm more favorable uh, question here or a better read on things is uh, when the podcast is mentioned or vice versa, if they bring it up, how does your wife react? to the podcast. <laughs> My wife yeah. really doesn't do anything. She, it's like her, yeah. her interests, her gaming interests and my gaming interests are pretty much polar opposites. Yeah. And we don't step on each other's toes. So we don't, uh, you know, we don't really interact much in our own ga- gaming. We do our own things. I would, I would say for me, Jody is, is, oh, has always been very supportive of it. Right. I think originally she thought it was just a weird side project that would, you know, end up falling off the wayside. And that was fine. But I mean, we're f- almost five years into this. And, you know, I mean, she was critical in why I went to Gamescom in Germany in last August. I'd said that was one of the things that was on my bucket list when we were living this close. And she said, well, why don't we do a trip to Germany? You, if you get approved for going as press, why don't we go? And you, and that's something you can check off your bucket list. So she's very supportive of that. And I've, you know, gone, gone away on weekends over to EGX with, with Gary and, and done that kind of stuff. And she's, she's very supportive. I mean, there's also a benefits that she gets from it as well. If here's some games we can play and, and that kind of sure. stuff. But, um, my, my wife frequently talks about it and, and I'll hear her talking to somebody. It's like, oh, you know, Marty does the Nintendo dads podcast and it's really good because, you know, it covers a lot of the money he's spending. <laughs> you know she's like so that's good and and then people will usually they'll usually ask this question because not being in a very metropolitan area there's still a lot of people here who don't know what a podcast is Mm -hmm. so they'll ask this question it's like do people actually like listen to to that and then she this is where she really blows them over with a feather she's like yeah and some people actually pay them money to, to to support them to do this. And most people's reaction at this point is really? Really? <laughs> you see the wheels start turning. You know, yeah. like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know people could do that. That's an excellent question. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Mac and Dragon. He's man, I love it. He's he's engaged. He's he's always yeah. asking questions. I and love that. Actually big thanks to him. He just uh both him and Tim support us over on our uh chat as well over yeah. in YouTube. So thank you so much for your donations. We appreciate that. Marty, this question actually just came in on Twitter and it's directly lined for you. Ooh. Uh Shellshock Prime asks, Marty, do you think we'll get a new Mega Man game announced at E3? Oh God, I hope so. I'm only uh, giving you 30 seconds on this, Marty. Here, here's the deal. Mega Man 11 did make Capcom money. They, they confirmed that. Um, but with the development time or lack of between 10 and 11, I don't think this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with rumors being what they were, I think we'll probably get a Mega Man X before we get another Mega Man game. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Do you think we'll see X7 before 12? I would love to see a new Mega Man X. Is X7 the next one? my favorite. Uh, I think it would be maybe X8. I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I, I fell off the Mega Man X wagon after three. Um, played a couple of ones on PlayStation and didn't really care for too much. X9 is next. So. It's actually X9. Okay, so yeah, then uh, uh, be honest with you, I would not, I would not be opposed to them rebooting Mega Man X at this point because it had gotten a little ridiculous. A little. <laughs> just a little, just a little. Uh, I'm going to read this email from our, uh, over our email from Brandon Howarth. Perfect. And he asked this, he says, uh, so we learned a lot this week. Animal Crossing probably won't be playable at E3. We can turn Pokemon into Kaiju and there's a legendary Pokemon with a sword in his mouth. How does he eat? I don't hear much about crash team racing from you guys. Are any of you guys looking forward to it as much as I am? Brandon. No, not me. I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of any kart racer anymore. But you know, even if I was, I've never been a Crash fan. And I, I look at I looked at the Crash remakes that they did last year, and I'm like, you, these games look unplayable running in and out of the screen like that. That was and a I, big thing back in those days, wasn't it? Yeah. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Yeah, right. I'm, Nintendo didn't purposely didn't do stuff like that until they had games in 3D. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'm 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 not a Crash Team Racer kind of guy, um, but I know there's a huge audience out there for it. And if if it's Brandon, if it's something that you're hyped for, and I know Mecha Dragon asked the question as well before, uh, we'd love to hear your guys' comment. And if you're getting the game and you want to like let us know what you think of it, so we can promote it or or share it, and you think it's good that for the Nintendo Dads community to be aware of it, absolutely let us know, and we'll be happy to kind of promote, share if you want to do a video on it, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I think that my my kids aren't yearning for it. Like they love. They love Mario Kart, but they'll go back to that. They'll keep, they'll yeah, because there's a there's an attachment to that, right? They know the princess character. They know, and I think that I think that's the thing is Sorry. because there isn't the the um, known character attachment. I think that's why for some people, again, because if you think about it before, obviously it was on the PlayStation generation, right? So if you were not really familiar with that, I don't think you have the just the you know, the, again, the connection to it. So I, I think it's not as appealing for some people. And I know, like, for example, I listened to kind of funny Tim Gettys is like super hyped about it. Right. But he, he grew up on that stuff. And he loves crash team. I, I think that out of all of the derivative cart racers that came out trying to, to copy Mario Kart, yep. I really think that crash team racing was probably the one that got the closest to doing it right. Mm -hmm. And that's why people are excited about it. It does have an actual story mode for, for a single player campaign yep. which i think like that people want that i've seen that be asked for about mario kart but i think mario kart like it, like you said there's an attachment right there but i also think that there it just sets such a pinnacle right of of excellence it's hard to to pull like i only have so much room in my case or in my life for kart racers so when it comes down to it like am i going to get mario kart am i going to get sonic team racing or am I going to get crash? I'm going to get Mario, right? Number one, it's where most people are going to play. Number two, I'm more familiar with it. I know what I'm going to get with that, right? Even though Sonic team racing has been 
favorably reviewed for the most part, and I'm pretty sure Crash will too. I just don't have the attachment there. Although I do want to make mention of this because uh, I did notice earlier on Twitter that it was just announced today that Asphalt 9 is coming to Switch Mm. near the end of this year. Uh, Well, I I would assume it is because they didn't really say a release date. You know, they just said more information coming soon. And that's really going to be the first non-cartoony arcade-style racer that the Switch has, has gotten. And it looks incredible. And yeah. that's I love that type of game, like the burnout style. It's super fast. You know, it's it's real. You're not like you don't have to know anything about drift and, you know, passing lanes and all kinds of stuff like that, like you do with like a game like Gran Turismo or something like that. So um, this it, it looks really good. Um, you can go check the check out the tweet. It had like a little teaser trailer for it with actual gameplay footage. So look nice. And earlier I said I never owned a GBA until the DS came out. I never owned a PS1. Oh, wow. So I barely I, I, I played some of the old PS1 games when I, got my, when I got a PS2, but not a lot. So yeah. I, I missed. So you know, one of the reasons why, if I, I think if I played Final Fantasy VII when it was new, I probably would have been able to stick with it because what else is there to play? But... <laughs> it, Playing it so so aged, even back on PS3 era when I first tried it, it was awful. And then, so I never played Crash, never played Parappa the Rappa and any of those other PS1 games. Yeah, I had to go back and pick up Parappa, uh, but I, that's one of my favorite games. I love it and Parappa 2. So good. Anyway, I hope those answer your question, guys. Let's talk very briefly about some events, and then we'll get into what we've been playing. Do it. <laughs> All right, so Pokemon Go Community Day is coming up uh, featuring Slackoth. That is Saturday, June 8th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Uh, incubators will hatch your eggs four times faster, and you can involve uh, or you can evolve Vigoroth before 7 p.m. to uh, obtain Slacking, who knows Body Slam. Also, if, you're not, if you don't care anything about Pokemon Go and you want another event, there's a new Splatfest coming this month, June 15th. Uh, it's going to be happen on the same weekend for each region, but uh, there are going to be very different Splatfest for North America, Europe, and Japan. In Japan, it's going to be whether you enjoy diced pineapple with your ham or not, or some kind of meat. So you're going to pineapple or no pineapple. Uh, for uh, the European region, it's do you want to be a kid or do you want to be a grown-up? And then for the United States and North American regions, the most majestic of Splatfests of all time, Unicorn versus Narwhal. Which is more majestic? Just going ahead and throwing this out here. I had a Google what a Narwhal even was. I've never heard of that before. It's a unicorn of the sea, Jesse. I see now. It's the it's the thing in Elf that uh, pops out of the ice and goes, Boy, buddy, hope you find your dad. That's a narwhal. It's great. Yeah, I, I'm Team Narwhal. So if you're still playing Spot, I was almost called it Splatfest. If you're still playing <laughs> Splatoon Two, uh, Splatfest is coming up. By the way, this is one of the last two Splatfests that have been announced. As they said, they would support it for two years. It's the next to last announced supported Splatfest. So uh, get out there and get involved with that. 
Those are our events. Is the last Let's one going to be Life of Wars 2.0? Yep. I hope so. Okay. Justin, uh, before you begin to trumpet how right you were, just get it out there. You mentioned on uh, the last time you were on the show about Realm Royale being shadow dropped. And guess what? It didn't wait till E3. It came shooting out of there like a 24 hours later. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was oddly prophetic, uh, but you've been playing a lot of it. So why don't you uh, tell us all about Realm Royale? Yeah. So uh, Realm Royale is a battle Royale game from the team over at high res studios and Mo- uh, Mojo or evil Mojo. I apologize. Um, they are really good at taking popular uh, game formats. So whether that's the, the shooter like uh, overwatch or the, the battle Royale methodology and kind of putting their own skinning skin to it. So realm Royale is, you know, you hundred people drop onto an Island, you have guns and you shoot each other. And the last one to survive is there. Uh, Somehow this sounds oddly familiar. Yeah, exactly. There is a fog that comes in um, and, it, and it reduces the space. Uh, you go around and you find um, uh, chests and you open it up and you collect shards and gear from there and special abilities. Um, and then you use those shards to forge uh, weapons or to forge armor or upgrades that can assist you in the game as well. Um, there's only three types there is a solo, there is um, duels, and then there is, I think, squads, which is four. There's no kind of battle royale. You know, there isn't, um, you know, a half, a t- half versus half. or um, th- th- there, there isn't the same amount of options as uh, Fortnite has. Um, there, there is four classes, and then you have skins on those classes, so you can build skill trees within those classes that can help you. They have a battle pass associated with it, as you would expect for monetization for this kind of stuff. If you've played Paladins, it's kind of the exact same idea. Um, it's not bad. Um, it's no, I mean, I'll be honest, it's not Fortnite, right? Fortnite wins no. that space. Um, and, but it's a different, it's, if you like battle Royales, it's a different approach on a battle Royale. No. And I, like a, a very, I won't say very few people are playing it, but enough people are not playing it that you can still have time to try to get good. Yes. Before everybody floods into it. Uh, I do want to mention that I, there is a mechanic in this game that I absolutely love. Mm. uh, And I think it's implemented extremely well. And that is when you die, you become a chicken. Yes. And you can still run around the map and jump Mm -hmm. and hide. And Mm -hmm. if you wait long enough, your character will, uh, will, pop back into the game yeah. with uh, I think like a fourth of their health or a third of their health yeah. and you can continue the fight. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's that, really cool. I thought that was, it's great. And uh, you can actually have things in the game that will make your chicken look different. And yeah. those are all in the, of course this game does have a battle pass. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the other news I guess that we, we really need to mention is that it's uh to get in right now is kind of like when Paladins dropped last year around E3 time. Uh, you had to pay, I think it was a twenty nine ninety nine fee mm-hmm. to to purchase the game, but it pretty much unlocked everything yeah. uh, for a time except for the the monthly battle pass or the quarterly battle pass. This game is fifteen dollars, 
and it still has a battle pass as well. Uh, the free version of this game is available in coming soon uh, on your Nintendo eShop, but it still has a date of to be determined. Yeah, this is this is the beta version of it. Is what is what you're going yeah. to access the beta. So the, the actually the, the other mechanic you're going to potentially mention there, Marty, that I find very interesting is actually the jumping through windows. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can actually can like jump out of a building um, instead of yeah. So yeah, there's no chopping down. There's no foraging that kind of way of your of your um, you know. I do like that too. Combat. It's just so, about combat. Yeah. So yeah. Over, overall, like again, if you're looking for maybe you know you're maybe burnt out in Fortnite, but you like the battle royale method, and you want to try something different. I'd say give it a give it a shot. Um, I, again, I, I assume that also if you're also not hankering for it, you know, when it comes out in a couple months from now, I imagine it's going to be free to play. Right. So, you know, that'll be, that'll be fine to jump in as well, but it'll be interesting to see how this game progresses. And I think, you know, how does this game's mind share stay active when you, again, are competing with games like Fortnite and with games like PUBG. And if, again, if more of those games end up hitting the switch and, you know, there's obviously the rumor of Apex Legends, um, does it, can this game exist in, in the same way it needs to? And what kind of updates are they going to do to it to stay relevant and fresh? And I don't yeah. think just putting battle pass in it is enough. Um, so, yeah. No, and and I mean, one thing I don't know, I, I was following and listening to what you were saying, but did you mention that it's, it's kind of like class based battle royale? I did say that briefly. So there's classes that you that you can. Um, there's hunter. There's warrior. Uh, mage and mage. assassin. Yeah, and each of those has a different. It's the 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 difference is all of them start with a knife that you can use to potentially kill someone. Uh, again, you drop in and you find weapons. All the weapons are the same. They don't get modifiers based on your, you know, your player. But each one also has a power mm-hmm. that you can, you know, that you can use from the very beginning. Like the warrior has this this forward leap. Uh, yeah. The assassin has a teleport. You know, uh, the hunter has has something else like a combat role, kind of like the duelies and splat. So, uh, you know, you you could kind of customize and play how you want to. But I I went in for fifteen dollars. I think I've gotten my fifteen dollars worth already. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's I think it's just nice to have a difference, right? Yeah, because Fortnite has kind of become its own animal thing. Yeah, Juggernaut's a, a great word for that. Yeah, and I think it's very easy to compare the two and say like, oh, it's missing this. And I mean, I literally just did that three minutes ago, right? It doesn't have this, doesn't have that. But I think it's kind of a nice uh, refresh. And, and I think to the other point that you made, Marty, like not everyone's in this, right? Like I was able very easily, I think my first couple of games to be within the top 15, right? Yeah. After not taking a lot of, you know, I haven't won a, uh, you know, a victory or whatever and, they call it. And don't that. let us say that it's beta scare you away. It, it does actually feel good. Like it plays yeah. really good. Yeah. So don't 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 let us don't let that scare you away. I mean, and uh, I think Drew and some of the others have been trying to get uh, and Ebucel and some of the others have been trying to get a game together. Yeah. Uh, over for you know like before the show on mm. on Thursday night. So if you're a Patreon, you might or patron produce. You know, what am I saying? If you're a patron, you may want to pop over there to the to the Let's Play NOA channel and see if you can jump in a game after you get yeah. it. So it's out there, and exactly. I, 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 how long did it take Paladins to go free to play after launch? Uh, Paladins took, I think, about three or four months. I think because Paladins was dropped on E3, yeah, um, and then and then I, I want to think it was it was like oh sorry it was by the end of the summer. So I think it was August by the end of August, so about two and a half months. 
Yeah, so two and a half, three months, you you should be able to get this for free if you're yeah. on the fence about it. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Right, so I, I finished up Picross S3. You know, I think this is the third or fourth time I've mentioned it, but I, f- I finished all the modes and clocked in a little. It, the, my profile says over 40 hours. So it definitely got my $8, eight or $10 worth or whatever I paid for that thing. And then after hearing what Marty said last week about Gato Robato, I decided to pick it up and, you know, the, it's, you know, very Metroid-like, as, as he said. It starts off relatively simple, and then you get to that first boss, and it's like you, you smack your face into a wall. It took me probably a half an hour to take it past. Or maybe not that long, but I think it like five or six tries before I finally beat it. And then I'm up where you're this cat. who you, The boss is a mouse in a mech suit. And then later on, you know, later on, you, you get into some underwater areas where your mech suit can't go. It'll damage, it'll damage it. But the, the cat's able to swim on its own reluctantly. Doesn't like it, but he can do it. And he'll find a submarine. And of course, I'm about an hour in. So around at that, at that point, you find either the same mouse or a different mouse now also in a submarine that you have to have to fight. And that's where I'm at. Yeah, I uh, I'll chime in here. Uh, I finished Gato Roboto uh, on. Let's see, I got it on Thursday, and I finished it on Saturday. Uh, it is not a long game, but it is a very very fun game, and it's a game that is very much worth your money. Uh, if you couldn't tell from my review or or kind of raving about it last week, and I still stand by that. I mean, there are a couple of uh, game design choices that I probably wouldn't have made, but I get it's an indie studio and I get they were trying something different and I really appreciate it. I love the fact that you can unlock uh, different palettes and things throughout the game and kind of customize it the way you want to. And it actually ended up being uh, like, I would say so far in 2019, it's been one of my favorite experiences on the Switch. And so if you love... You know, Metroid or Castlevania or Metroidvania games, if you like uh, Mega Man, if you like that type of thing, or if you just like kitties, then this is a great game for you, right? Uh, it's pretty cheap right now. I think $7.99 or $9.99 uh, on the eShop. And again, this is a Devolver digital title, uh, which they make some, you know, they publish great games. They're not going to put it out if it's crap. Uh, and I, I actually hope that this does well, so maybe we'll get a sequel. To it because it definitely, I won't spoil anything, but it definitely sets it up for some kind of sequel in the future. So it, it, it could definitely, the story could continue. Yeah, maybe a little spoilery for the first hour of the, hour of the game, but uh, like you're like the only character who doesn't talk. You know, you're in radio contact with your human. Yeah. Uh, that's stuck on a ship uh, after a crash landing. Uh, and then you, you come across other animals, but they're also able to talk, and the human is just like, I don't know what's going on. The lack of blood must be making me crazy. Yeah. I love the way they present it. <laughs> so um, really, I'm interested really cool. in knowing where this thing goes. 
Yeah, you definitely need to uh, to to try to finish it to the very end. And I will say the only, I guess, the only negative, quote unquote, about the game is that uh, for the most part, it's not all that challenging or all that difficult until you get to boss fights, and then the boss fights can be pretty overwhelming very quickly okay. if you're not prepared. Right. So the the second boss fight you have to fight in the sub, but all of the upgrades you've gotten so far have been upgrades to the mech. Which you can't use because this fight's underwater. Yeah, and so I basically bare bones again with my again, just my not, standard shooter. I hope this is not spoilers, but you never get to upgrade the sub. Like it's it is its own entity. So, okay. and there's another shoot later on that I think is. I was very hoping fun. I can get some vertical vertical firing with the sub. With that, but yeah, that no, there's there's nothing that you can get with that. Um, also been playing this week at Gary's recommendation, Swords of Ditto. And uh, that is a game that I am completely lost in. Uh, and uh, he was right about one thing, and I can say this definitely after uh, a few hours with it. It's one of the slowest games I've ever played in my life. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, get across the screen. Please walk faster. You know, um, but I love I love the art style, and that's what drew me in. Like I, I was a sucker for the art style as soon as I saw it. I, I, like I remember seeing this game first and foremost on a scrolling ad on the like PlayStation kiosk at Walmart, and going, "God, that game looks beautiful." I love that that art that animation style, and wanting to play it and never picking it up on PS4. Glad I didn't. Glad I waited for the Switch because I'm playing it actually more on in handheld mode than I would have on. On PS4, in fact, there I probably would have got frustrated and never would have finished it. But um, like I was able to level my character up to level two, which is not as easy as it sounds. Jesse, back me up on this because you've played it, right? It's not which far. one's that? Sword of, Swords of Ditto. No, I did not actually. No, I said Je- I said, did I say Justin? I meant to say Jesse. Mm. I, I heard me, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I I didn't get past like the first hour. I agree. It's so it's slow and. Wasn't sure what happened if I die, and I found no way to heal myself. So I'm sitting in a town with one health. Yep. Yeah, so. it's 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 a difficult game. It definitely harkens back to Gary Gary beat another it. era. I, yeah. I did well, I'm gonna beat it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing until I beat it. Uh, my uh, uh, like I, I really don't have anything like besides Mario Maker, and that's gonna be pop in and pop out when I play it. Uh, anything very story driven, I guess. That's coming out for the rest of the summer until Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And so I'm hoping to clear out a couple of backlog games before then. Pokemon Let's Go and and this one. I'm looking straight at you. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Uh, well, guys, that has been episode 233 of Nintendo Dads. Uh, as we close out the show uh, right now, I want to mention uh, a poll going over on over on Twitter. From uh, Skinny Matt K, you can search for him, Skinny Matt K, who has posed the question, who are the best dads? Mega dads or Nintendo dads or somebody else? Um, yeah, Dream Daddy remember. Bobby. I Dream no, Daddy Bobby. Never heard of that. Um, or is it, is I was going to say this here, that if we don't win this, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. <laughs> well, I looked before we recorded, and we it was like an even... Third split, you know, 33, 33, uh, 34. I haven't voted yet. Uh, but but so, now, now we're currently ahead by, you know, significant well, numbers. Sorry, who posted this? Skinny Matt? Skinny Matt K. Uh, this is, um, let me let me get his actual name. How about that? Um, 
as we throw this up. Uh, Skinny Matt. Okay, no, Skinny Matt. Yeah. He is—he's the guy who is in, uh, who's organizing the first annual indie podcast meetup mm-hmm. later this year, uh, and so I am excited about that. Man, we are beating Megadads fifty-two to twenty-four, and that's all that matters. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't. I was going to say, don't leave me the only one in this. No, 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 no. No, you are uh, right. But anyway, uh, go over and vote in uh, Skinny Matt's poll and uh, vote vote for Nintendo Dads. Don't vote for anybody else. Um, guys, it's been awesome to be on tonight, episode 233 of the show. Uh, as we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, John Blanco, Dave Ernsberger, and Timothy Off. You guys are awesome for supporting us at the producer level. And uh, we thank each and every one of our patrons for being a part of making this show possible. And you can find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and now we're on Spotify. So if you're listening to uh, podcasts over there on Spotify, go give us a five-star review. Also do that on Google Play and Apple Music so that people can find us. You can also head over to patreon.com backslash Dads to support us monetarily, and we thank you for that. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, anywhere social media exists by going to look for at Nintendo Dads. Just search Nintendo Dads and you'll be able to find us. We also love, love, love it when you email us. So you can email us over at, at Nintendo, or I'm sorry, Nintendo Dads at gmail.com or you can call in and leave us a actual real voice message so that we can hear you and thus connect with you on a much deeper level at 929-25-NDAD. That's 929-256-3237. And if you want to buy some sweet Nintendo Dads merchandise, head on over to tiny.cc backslash Nintendo Dads store. That's all together. And treat yourself. That's right. Treat yourself. One of those folk cakes. Right now, music used throughout the show. And uh, thanks to Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all their sweet artwork they've done for us. For me, for Jesse, and for Justin, this has been episode 230. Uh, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus two plus.